This episode of the Cutting Edge Podcast is brought to you by GlassGadget.com. Showcase Innovations creates tools that help shower door installers be more efficient and save time. Check out GlassGadget.com for more information. All right. Hey, what's going on? Good to see you guys. Got a few people in the Zoom room already as we're uh, kind of gearing this up. I'm going to be going ahead and posting this to the the group right now so how you guys doing me and tim were chatting already a little bit he got here a little bit early earlier we're talking about one of the local vendors here and how things don't always go as expected you know when you get your your deliveries (laughs) yeah so do do y'all check in your glass when you get it or do you wait till you get to the jobs i know you check your stuff in chris right you'll just lay it on a table sometimes and stuff right yeah well I, I will, um, you know, when, I, when I've got a frameless enclosure, I always do. But, you know, when I get something that's manufactured like a kit, um, then, I, I, you know, it's really kind of hard to check it um, because, you, you know, you're not doing – from Wardrobe and Bass Specialties is the, okay. is the company we get ours from um, out here. And, and actually, Tim is in, in my area, so he – he goes through the same people. Yeah. And I did uh, since day one when they started. And, you know, I've had a few hiccups, but this week I had tons of hiccups. <laughs> we use uh, Agalite uh, in Colorado for all of our kits, and they've been just like, poof, like just. Agalite used, used to be here in Oakland. Yeah. They, I mean, there's, I have them, they're in. Dallas, but I can use them in Texas too. But they don't ship really to. They're not really in Phoenix like that. But well, back back then it was called Agalite Bronson. Yeah, it's Hartung. I think got as running Agalite uh, bath products, and they're the Agalite is their shower door brand of the Hartung glass. Yeah, we used to put them in from. We buy them from our competitor back in the seventies. Yeah, I know that they were probably built all on stick stall. Um, yeah, that's who we get our semi frameless from. Like, if we're just doing a tub enclosure, that's like the only frame shower we really will touch is like a semi frameless bypass. And um, they've just been really horrible with them recently. Cool. Who's a, uh, we were talking about where we buy uh, sticks. Like, if you are doing like a, a kit shower, who do you guys buy your kit showers from if you still do them? Yeah, you know, we rarely do them. You know, I try not to do them. Yeah. Okay. You know, what I've found is that the um, the materials aren't that much cheaper than than ordering frameless for me. I mean, I get such a good deal on my frameless uh, stuff. And, um, and then it's more work to do a kit. For sure, it takes longer. Yeah. Hey, what's up, Tunes? Good to see you, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Good day. So anyway, so anyway, like when I when I price uh, um, manufactured, we that's what we call it, manufactured shower enclosure. So when I price one of those, I'll basically figure out what a frameless one is, and then price it like two hundred dollars less or three hundred dollars less. I yeah. mean, I really like it's, it's really not. Yeah, yeah. I almost, yeah. I almost should. 
I almost should charge more for it. It's crazy. Yeah, you fight out of WDS, and they're more than a, you know, they're, you know, P two thousand, and they're in line with the header and everything. It's more money than a, a frameless one. Yeah, they're not cheap, actually. Yeah. What about you guys? We're doing very We're few. Cardinal out of Louisville, HMI, I guess now. Yeah, we got rid of them. <laughs> we yeah. ditched Cardinal, ditched Alumax, and um, we're we're buying kits from True Light if we do at all. That was True Light's whole kits. Craig, what yeah. True Light getting us from? What location? Youngsville, North Carolina. The girl there, she knows how to put them together. So. You deal with Winston Salem that area? No, I yeah, I, I they I fired them. They're they their sales reps not allowed on our property anymore. They kept sending us scratch units and gave us twenty four. You guys talk about inspections, I and mean, we 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 just don't have the capacity to inspect right now. And you know, you send us a scratch unit. I I they were they threatened to take me to court. I'm like, you want me to bring it in front of the judge? I will. And who was that? They threatened to sue us over scratch glass. Not paying. I wasn't going to pay for it. And um, you know, you're talking about Max? Yeah, garbage. I don't. I don't buy from them. We've had good. We've had good. Uh, good stuff come out of Louisville though. For, with Cardinal, we had a lot of trouble out of them. Cardinal's just so high. <laughs> I guess you got to buy more. <laughs> yeah, maybe we we got some good local suppliers. So. Yeah, well, they say you know, they say the more that you buy, the cheaper it gets. You know, so right? I, I just said, well, just load the truck and just keep loading it until it's free. Yeah, there you go. Good <laughs> attitude, Chris. Uh, we've been using True Light um, Fort Worth out of Austin um, randomly. The True Light in San Antonio closed down. They are horrible. Um, but the true light in Austin has been awesome recently for shower glass for flat glass. We're getting all our flat glass from them. Um, lead time's yeah. been great. Price has been great. Um, my sister does, is our operations person in Austin and, um, she says it's the best customer service that she's dealt with in the glass industry since she started, mm. with, um, which is <laughs> <She's> always lucky. <laughs> nice <to hear. laughs> we, we had, we had true light out here in, uh, Fremont, California. And they took over a long-standing uh, company and drove it right into the ground. Yeah, that was San Antonio did the same. I, I heard over COVID they had shut a lot of true lights down. Um, a lot of their locations went. So we had a company that was called Western States Glass, and I owns it. His dad had what was called Havlin Wickham back in the sixties and seventies. So. He started Western States and he did everything, you know, plastic, everything, and she like took it over and just destroyed it. Yeah. Into the ground. So they're gone. Gotta simplify. Well, so, hey, when, uh, so I was just thinking about this, you know, I had an interesting experience uh, yesterday with a customer. And I was wondering what you guys might think about this. So I go out, I had my, my wife set me up to go back to a job where um, 
I installed a, a shower screen, you know, like on hinges, right? So hinge shower, shower screen, and then the customer calls us, oh, you know, like a lot of water is getting out. Uh, I just want to make sure I'm not so, um, so I'm like, so she's like, yeah, Chris will come out and take a look at that. So I figure I'll go out there, stick some edge seals on it. Well, you know, there's not much you can do, right? I mean, it's a frameless thing, you know, it's on a tub. Um, so, but anyway, I go up and show up and I go up into the bathroom and it's like, it's like he'd just taken a shower. It's soaking wet. Right. And, um, he's like, oh yeah, you know, water's coming out, you know, there, whatever. And I see that I put a towel there because, you know, like a lot of water comes out. Like if I just take a two minute shower, some water comes out. But if I would take a longer shower, you know, it's telling me this whole story about showering and stuff and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, water, you know, yeah, water does, you know, there's gaps, you know, water will come through it, you know, I mean, but uh, yeah, I'll stick some seals on here. So um, anyway, I had to have this conversation with him like, hey, man, you know, in, in this, you know, current situation, you know, climate we're in, like people are really concerned about like um, hygiene, you know, and like germs and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, I don't really know how to say this, but I mean, I'm kind of working in your bath water here. I mean, if you know I'm coming over, um, why would you use your shower and like leave, you know, like this is really not a very, um, uh, you know, hygienic atmosphere for me to work in. It was like, oh, wow. I mean, I could tell you that he was like shocked, you know? It had never, had not even occurred to the guy, you know, that like, that maybe he should leave, you know, the area where I'm going to come and work in, you know, like clean and dry and stuff. He's like, oh, well, I thought it would help. I thought I was helping, you know, by leaving it wet so you could see like, you know, how water was getting out. And like, I'm trying to be really polite. I'm trying to be really, you know, respectful and stuff. But at the same time, I am like a little bit pissed off. Because it seems to me like a given, you know, that you should know. And it's like I told the guy, like, um, hey, you know, if you had a, a plumber coming over to work on your toilet, I mean, you wouldn't take a big crap and just leave it in there, would you? I mean, you would at least, like, flush the toilet, you know, before he came into work. And he was like, the dude was blown away. He couldn't believe what I was saying, you know. And, and so, like. You know, I go, look, you know, it's, it's, you know, my, my wife should have probably told it, told you. So, I mean, I guess, you know, we just assume people, you know, will know, but, um, but I, you know, I kind of told my wife when I got back, I was like, Hey, you know, you need to start letting people know, um, don't use the shower right before, um, we're coming over to work because like, would you want to come and work in my bath water, my dirty like bath water? No. I mean, it's just like, so I don't know. That's kind of my pet peeve and uh, my rant for the day. So I need to kind of work on that. Do you guys ever run into situations like that? And how do you deal with it? Is it just me? Does it not bother you? not just you happens often we do we do a lot of jobs where you got to remove old doors to put the new one in and they want to hurry up and take a shower on their old door 
before the new one goes in and the whole shower is just soaking oh, wet. wet. Just soaking wet. You're taking out the old door and it's dripping on the way out the house. And you try and do everything you can. Then you got to go in here with blow dryers and, and dry down the track where the old door was before you can even think about starting to put the new one in. Yeah. Just completely idiotic. Happens all the time, probably with everybody. Oh, yeah. Just that we don't have the balls to say something to the customer. <laughs> and I normally, you know, I normally don't. It was actually, you know, I put that seals on. I added some edge seals on on the, um, you know, between the, the hinge side of the, the door, of course, and the, the wall. And then, you know, he comes in, he's kind of inspecting it after I'm done. He's like, well, you know, look, there's still like a little gap. You know how they do. Oh, there's still a little gap here. I'm like, well, here's the thing, you know, it's a frameless door and it's on hinges and it's like, there's nothing we're going to do to make it watertight. I'm just going to, I just want to manage your expectations, expectations of it right now, you know, but um, I mean, I'll, you know, I'm happy to add a little plastic to it or whatever, you know, I could add a little threshold to the bottom or something like that, which I could do, but it's like, you just use the shower. So, I mean, it's like, I probably would have left without having said anything. Cause I've done it probably a dozen times before, but this guy just managed to like, you know, push me far enough to where I was like, Hey, you know, actually now that you mention it, you know, it's like, this is really not a sanitary situation to put it's a crude. It's crude. Yeah. This and it's like, it was a good reminder. I like made it as like a part of the process or made a note to build it into like even follow up when we do repairs. So anytime you're doing a repair to send an automatic text message the day before saying, Hey, if the shower could be dry before our teammate arrives um, to do the repair work. Um, Cause that's a really good one. We've all kind of come into that problem, but you don't remember that when you're on the phone with that customer to remind them of something like that. Um, but I guess for any kind of rip out or any kind of repair, that's a really good kind of protocol to build into the system. Sure it is. Yeah. And especially nowadays, it's like, I mean, cause me, it's like, I'm not, I'm actually still not germaphobic after all of this. It's like, I'm not afraid of germs, you know? So it's like, it, you know, it, it's not really, it doesn't really bother me on that level, but it's still gross, man. I mean, it's like, I don't want, you know, I don't want, you know, to be like working with some dude's underwear or like standing in his like, you know, pubic hairs, or whatever, you know, it's disgusting, man. You're lucky you didn't use the bathroom before you came. <laughs> What's that? You're lucky you didn't use the bathroom before you came. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it's like, I don't know. But, but I could tell by the look on his face. I mean, he was just like, he was kind of mortified. Yeah. I mean, it hadn't really, it really had not entered into his mind. Yeah. that like he had just like you know yeah yeah he had just left a puddle of his of his dirty bath water for me to work in right and right. until i put yeah. it in those terms it was like oh i think something you know a light went on for him you know? now chris you're on california times so you haven't eaten dinner but on florida time i just finished and that really wasn't a good story oh man sorry about that Thanks. well at least it wasn't right before <laughs> dinner you know yeah, yeah. yeah. So has anybody ever go out and try to re reseal somebody else's shower? I used to. And no. guess what? You own it. I don't touch anybody else's door. Not our problem. Once you touch it, it's your problem. That's right. You own it. it. Yep. You own it. 
They get so pissed off too. I'm sorry. No, people are coughing. Can we steal my shower? And I don't do that because if I touch it, I own it. Yeah. We've started compiling a whole list for our iPads of calls that people had go look at their doors. They want to swap them out because they were so upset. And most of them are that they bought them at the big box store and had some handyman put them in. And I have seen some just absolute atrocities, um, some that are downright dangerous. Oh, and, it's terrible. Hey, but I got a $300 less, you know? Or they'll call you up and want you to put it in. Caulking looks like it was done by Stevie Wonder when he was drunk. It was <laughs> amazingly bad. I had one where it looked like he tooled it in with his elbow because it probably was two inches out on the glass on both sides and a corner miter. It was unbelievable. But uh, it was cheaper. I did a shower for this house down in Carmel Highlands. Nice house. And the marble, the guy that did the marble wall screwed it up, put the wrong pattern in. So I, so I put the shower in all done. And uh, so the marble guy had to come. Uh, he had somebody else pull the shower out. He faced the slab. And my contractor called me back and wanted me to go in there and do something. And I walked in there and looked at it. And I go, okay. Who's screwing with my shower? Well, the marble guy had somebody else come back and put it in. And the caulking was just atrocious. You know? I could tell right away that somebody else had touched it. You know, I, I always tell them to call a waterproofing company. Anytime they anyone wants like something resealed, whether it's inside, outside, a shower door, I'm like, yeah, they got waterproofing companies for that. That's they specialize in that. You call those guys up, they'll take really good care of you. And then they're like, oh, thanks for the recommendation. And they think you're a great guy. And you're like, yeah, we're just custom glass company. That's all we do, just custom work. Sorry. Um, and at least they're giving you a pat on the back instead of yelling at you. So try that one out, Bill. <laughs> yeah, I like that. You can also tell them that there's pool companies that have leak detection systems. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I work, we had a shop, one of our uh, other shops was right next to a waterproofing company and they did commercial waterproofing, but I just had their name and it was on the top of my head. So I would refer them. And then one day the dude comes over and he's, Hey man, could you stop like referring me all that shit you're referring <laughs> yeah. to me? Um, I was like, oh yeah, I just thought, you know, like you'd like the business. He was like, yeah, not that business. You can, you can keep that yourself. I'm like, no, I don't want it either, but it was great. Great. Uh, back, back in the days when I was measuring, one of the funny ones is you walk in and you see the threshold was seriously pitched outward. Either somebody stepped on it when it was wet or the guy didn't know what he was doing. But the first thing I look at the customer and say, you better call your plumber and get the drain put on the outside of the shower. He goes, why? Says, All this water is going right out there. You should just put the drain here. <laughs> That's a good one. It is. I'm, I'm, I'm taking notes here. And you need one of those, um, you know, the drain prop on the outside of the shower. Exactly. Right on the outside. Yeah, right on the outside instead of the inside. Don't you ever, you ever call that with a frame door too? You got one of those sprinkler doors because as soon as you open up the frame door, the gutter on the bottom goes, ch -ch -ch -ch. just throws water all the way across the floor. It's a sprinkler door. <laughs> I need to shower door day like that. Um, and the drilling, drilling the um the hinges, then um I bust a pipe in the wall. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if you guys have come across it or it was just only me. Oh no, we've had it. 
We've had it where the customer did his own plumbing and he put it inside the threshold. Oh. So, you know, now we drill a threshold because we're using pivots so we drilled in the bottom and hit a plumbing pipe in the threshold. Oh, oh now uh, heated floors, anybody hit wires? Yeah. Floors? Yeah. 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 Nobody tells you anything about them, you know, and they're, I mean, you don't have any depth underneath there, you know? You don't hear about it because the guys aren't alive anymore. They got electrocuted. <laughs> We had someone the other day come about a pipe and the guys were about to go to drill it in and they're like, oh no, we have pipes there. You can only go an inch and a quarter deep on your screws. That's it. So the guys didn't have anything else that would hold the hinges. So they're over there grinding off screw heads to, to make them go in. Unreal. Um, yeah. Like, cause if you hit it, you're responsible. And I'm like, well, yeah, the, the UGA is no guide. We don't have any guide about drilling anything. So um, the plumber, the, the, the architect um, monitoring the building, no one to guide. So they just walk anyhow. So um, on my way, um, when, I did, when I did the type, so they just have to tell me, oh, you, you have to uh, make an agreement for that to just do that back. I was like, wow. oh, how wow. do I do that? <laughs> like, I have to pay the plumber to come and fix it back. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so now, so so how, how about that? What, with, what is the liability there? I mean, if you drill and hit a pipe, is that your fault? I, I, I was very crazy. Like, that was not even my fault. I never knew there was pipe there. I don't have an inside eye. To see the wall, like oh, right. over this, yeah. Right, no, no X-ray no. vision, huh? Like yeah. Superman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bill, no. I mean, is that is that like our fault if we drill and hit a pipe? Chris, nothing's your fault if you drill and you crack a tile and the guy didn't put the fence set under it. But you know what? You get blamed for everything. Oh yeah. So that, but then you got to make a decision: do you win the battle and lose the war, or do you just eat it and pay for it? Right. We end up we end up eating and paying for it because the bad publicity you get from some idiot that wants to go on Google and be Mister, you know, a, a keyboard hero. <laughs> they basically hold your ransom just by giving you bad reviews. So you just pay it. Yeah, yeah. You know? Word, words of wisdom. I mean, it's like um, what's what's your time worth? What's your frustration worth? Right? What's your energy worth? Yeah. More than probably a, a broken pipe. Yeah. Exactly. So out here in California, in Carmel, we have houses that are called board and bath. What do you call them? They're board and bath. Okay, so go ahead, explain. It's they're single wall construction. So it's a 12 inch piece of redwood, that's the wall. And when they join together, I mean, when they meet, they put a bat over there to uh, close up the, the opening. Okay. So if you go in your older house, it's a board and bath. The wall's only three quarters of an inch thick. So they tile it. So you can't really put your regular screw through it because you'll come out, the screw will come out on the other side. That's great. In the other room. So they can hang your bathrobe up over there. Yeah, they can, yeah, you can hang your bathrobe. But yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, these are houses built back in the, what, 30s? Before and and they want frameless doors? Huh? And, and they want frameless doors, which is probably the most expensive thing in your house. 
Right. Dude, the, the property, those houses probably cost $2 million. It's Carmel, California. Yeah. yeah these are the old, I mean, I have a house. $2 million dollar shack. Hmm. <laughs> Crazy. You know, it's, it's funny we're talking about this because we just did it with our staff last night. We're coming up with a whole list of these outrageous phone calls that you get from customers. It's like, you just did my shower door last week and now my roof leaks. <laughs> There's like, a correlation, I'm sure. Yeah, you were the only guys in the house. <laughs> you must have done something. He was shooting his pistolas off in there. Pow, pow, pow. They're just absolute, they're absolutely insane phone calls. Did you put the shower door on the roof? <laughs> yeah, no. How about you installed my shower door four weeks ago and now my dog's pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was the only one in there. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, oh. yeah. It's always the shower door guy's fault. Last guy always. in there, you know. Always. You're the last the Tiles one in are there, falling so off. You. Yep. Yeah, you got rot underneath it, but it's your fault. The plumber told me it's your fault. They know. Yeah, there you go. So we did a, this big corner shower. I put the door in, a panel, and we turn, and look great. The guy calls me up, and he goes, "I tried it out. It leaks." Through the door, and I says, "Well, what do you expect when you got body washes spraying at the door?" Yeah. Yeah, the typical thing that we're we're having here is is like, yeah, I've got a forty inch opening, and I want a, a slider. It's like, okay, well, yeah, you, you can't do that. You, you, have, to have, like, you have to have a 22-inch. Oh, in California, you have to have a 22-inch clearance. Yeah. Was oh, that right? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, so, like, so, you know, they've got, like, a 45-inch, 40, whatever, you know. I mean, even with 45-inch opening, you can't get 22 inches of clearance. No way. Uh, you, you can do a right. triple slider. Yeah. yeah, you could do a triple slider, right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But um, yeah, that that I guess I guess. So I, have you ever done any of those? Yeah, not many. I don't like them. But no, yes, I can't imagine you wouldn't. Shower Lux used to make them, and Hoopé used to make them. Hoopé. That's when you're doing like, but they're like those situations where they need a slider and a forty-inch opening is when you're doing like a bifold frameless door and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Bifold, and I've done a few. I've done a few bifolds. They'll they'll work in a pen. In the old day, we called them telephone booth doors. There you go. Yeah. Bifold. They yeah. just fold in. Yeah, and they're like, okay, well, what if only one side slides? Then can we do it? Yeah. So then you have to kind of explain geometry to them, you know, in math. It's like, okay, you've got, you know, no matter how, well, if, what if we make the other panel bigger? Well. <laughs> Yeah, then you, then your opening gets smaller, you know. Smaller. Yeah, it's like it's hard. It's kind of like the the waterproof, you know, frameless door thing, you know. It's like I love that. Water, yeah. I mean, water does, you know. What is the gas. what is the minimum that you'll do for a frameless slider, uh, width wise? As long as I can get the twenty two clear. So I mean, about forty six is about what it takes because you know you're gonna have a little bit of an overlap, right? Mm -hmm. so it, it takes usually, about 46 48 is what i usually call it just to be safe i'm like i need a 48 inch opening to put a frameless slider in there that's uh, smart just to give like the standard so like there's something at the office where everyone does it the same 
and we're not always teetering with what's the number. Um, so we just clarified one number and everyone sticks to that one number. So it's an easy response. That's smart. Yeah, that's a smart way to go. Say 48. Take it or leave it. And you know where that code is in the in California where the code is? It's in the plumbing code. Yeah. Which is weird. Texas, Arizona, and, and Colorado where the it's the 22 inch opening as well. Yeah. All right. So, so what are your requirements for in swing doors? Uh, you can't it has have to swing out. You can't have a swing in door. It has to swing out. I mean, it can swing in and okay. out, but it there can't only swing in. Okay. But the last I knew that there was in California, it was the California Fire Marshal Code, that if you were larger than, I think it was 48 cubic feet, so that if the body, if, if a guy had a heart attack and was on the ground and you had to get to him, as long as there was enough room where you could force the door in and kind of force the body over and you can get to them, you could do it. So they, wow. went, by, they went by a cubic footage uh, requirement. And the second thing was for scalding. So if they went in there and they turned the water and it only came out hot, at least they had a place to, to move to. So there were two requirements as far as I knew. Now, it's been a long time since I've checked California regulations. Well, California wants you to be able to reach the valve without stepping in the shower now. Yeah, you know, and also there's another plumbing code that says um, the shower head can't face the door. Really? Yeah, well, which is like, you know, it's just about impossible, you know, to do that. But it's I not, like it is good, but it's not, but it's not our responsibility. It's, it's totally on the plumber. So, I mean, if, it's well, not like if there's a, a shower head facing the door i can't put a door on it i could you know i could still put the probably door on. Um, and santa like where you guys are at it's totally on the designer well it's the <laughs> architect um, trying to force it somewhere everybody yeah. else and tell me what the hell they're doing well, so chris let's go back to that okay. so what happens if he puts it in where it would face the door but they're putting a curtain in instead is that okay um i, I that's a good question no, I, I don't know I mean, because you said door. I mean, is it worded as the word door? Is it worded as enclosure? Um, if it was a sliding door, does it matter? Opening, you know, is it towards the opening? Maybe. Right, what, right. What happens if it's a corner? So it's a four foot with a three foot return. It could, you could enter from either side. So what's the law there? No yeah, matter which wall you put it on, it's going to face one of the two openings. Right. Right, but if that was the case, I mean, you could always, you know, say that you've got an opening, I'm sure. But that's a good question. I should look into that and well, clarification a, on it. We have a place down here called Reserve, uh, Karma Valley, and I, you know, two or three million dollar houses. And one of the enclosures was the shower head was facing the door. We put it in, there's no, nobody complained about it. Did they, yeah. inspect, did they inspect it? Yeah. Yeah, I've never had, I've never heard anything ever come of it, but I've just heard that that's the code on the books is that, you know, the shower head's not supposed to face the door. Yeah, there is. In All fact, right, so I, I've got a question for everybody here now. When you put your shower doors in and you look at the glass, wherever supplier you get, do you really analyze what's, what's in the bug, what they stamp on there? 
Do you understand all of the requirements? What's in that bug? Well, supposedly, I mean, honestly, no. I know what the label is supposed to say. I just can't remember it. What's it supposed to say? What is it? Uh, I look at it and I know it's right because I just can't remember the, the term. Okay, so this is a, a little battle that should be fought from the US glass industry because the, the code is that it must be safety glass. It doesn't say it has to be tempered glass. So it could right. be laminated glass, could be plexiglass. Right. right. But if it's tempered glass, um, that your manufacturers have a couple of options. Like we send it out to a third party to be tested and certified. And that's the uh, SCG, uh, SGCC, Safety Glass Council, Certification Council, yeah. right? Okay. And then you're listed on your website and your book. And that's good for architects, but there's other companies that don't send it and they do what they call self-certification. Then legally, all they can do is they can stamp the glass that it's tempered, but nobody really knows if it is or not. Well, and yeah. that's why I was wondering how many installers really know the difference if it has an SGCC code on that logo. I don't even know how many building inspectors would know it. They're just looking to see if the glass is tempered, but there's different requirements. Like if you're doing a high rise and an architect has specced it, you'll see in the specs that it needs to meet ANSI requirements and it gives you the requirement. Well, if you look at that requirement, it means that your glass has to be Tempered by, tempered by a certified tempering company that gets it tested by a third party and has a registration number. But I'm seeing glass come in from God knows where in these things and all it has is a little bug that says tempered. You don't even know who did it. What the ASRA? So it doesn't say like, so it should say like ANSI on it, yeah, right? ANSI, so, yeah. Well, wait, but they're not breaking the law. Because no, the right. law is very ambiguous. It only says right. it has to be safety glass. Now, do we know if it's tempered? These guys are self-testing it, allegedly. But there's no records and there's nobody following it. It's like saying I'm a doctor and I can practice because I've certified myself to be a doctor. Yeah, we've seen a lot of that lately. So especially <laughs> when you you get a glass we take out and we bring here and blow it up. Yeah. And the pattern is not right for blowing it up. Precisely. It's, like a temper control. Did you know that the temper control can control what size the particles are upon breakage? Well, if you have three eighths glass, the particles should be about three eighths. Well, that's that's a rule of thumb. Yes. Mass thickness of the glass. But there's certain certifications. You have to take a two inch square piece and count the number of pieces within a two inch square. Wow. And, and you, you can control it when you temper it by the RPMs on the quench. So when the glass comes out of the heat and goes into quench to cool down, the faster the RPMs, the tighter the temper, which yeah. means when it breaks, the smaller the pieces are. Yeah. Wow. So you, you can control how small those particles get. We had one of our suppliers a while back and they, they keep track of how much energy used to temper glass all right they did a test and said the energy wasn't right so they started calling back all this tempering glass because it wasn't done right that's, fact, a, 
if the buyer knew it was there wasn't enough, you know, it wasn't in the oven long enough to uh, to temper it. And that was quite a while ago. Yeah. So it's not so much like the the temperature or the amount of time that it's heated. It's more the quench that that well, makes. The the quench does the true tempering, but it has to arrive at a certain temperature per thickness of glass. Like half inch is going to take longer to arrive to temperature. Right. When you're, but when that glass comes right from the heat chamber into the cooling chamber, it's not tempered yet. It's the coolness that actually traps yeah. the energy in and creates the temper. And it's the speed that it's cooled at, right? Right. How fast of your ventilator, what the RPMs are of your ventilator. So is so it like the RPMs of the fan, basically? Yes. That's the ventilator. Okay. Yeah, the fan. That's right. The faster the RPM, right? The faster you're cooling the glass and you're uh -huh. trapping the energy in that little sandwich of tension and compression. Has anybody ever gone to a, a company that does tempering and see how it's done? Into yeah, a what? Uh, Bill, Bill, Bill owns one. Yeah, we have two furnaces. No, no, I mean, <laughs> has anybody ever gone and... Yeah, I, I'd like to, anywhere, my, my local guys, I always try to tour the facilities and go through all that stuff. I want to learn um, oh, yeah, to, who's educated at the facility. Yeah, when I started in the 70s, we used to go to our suppliers, every one of them. Nobody does that anymore. And see what they're doing. And yeah. I've gone to the, the tampering plant and watched what we call it. They call it what shake and bake when it goes back and forth and comes out and be cool. I mean, it's, it's pretty interesting how they do that stuff. And yeah, watch, it is. Watch conversation on the table and, and cut. So. So, yes. so my whole point of asking this is how many guys pay attention to the tempering logo? Not so much where it's located because we've all had those battles, but what it actually says on it and fully understanding what that's all about. I know every Airbnb, hotel, anywhere I go, I'm like, I'm looking at the tempering logo, taking a picture of it, trying to see and identify um, where it comes from, who's making the glass, even to find a new vendor in the area that I never heard of or how old the glass is. I'm like a little bit obsessed with that kind of stuff. Just like, so like nerd alert, nerd alert. Yeah. Chance, yeah. just, just go to the uh, SGCC website and it's got every certified yeah. temper in the country in there. Yeah, yeah. we just have about, um, I think we have um, three companies that tempered glass here. So the best the best one here is, um, we call it uh, Jingua, it's from China. So uh, um, they, they, there was a day like that my boss got a glass from them. Um, the, uh, the glass has to be a, a, a um, bulletproof glass. So they gave us about 10 mm uh, laminated together, five 10 mm laminated together, that, uh, 50 mm, right? So um, the, when we installed the glass, we noticed the glass cracked. I never knew if the tempered glass cracked. That's so crazy. No, temp tempered glass will break. Now, heat strengthened glass can can crack. Yeah, right, so that's right. Tempered glass won't crack. Tempered glass we has to break. Well, you're talking about you're talking about bulletproof glass, right? So that's just laminated, like a bunch of layers of laminated, right? However, they could be tempered laminated. But here in California, I think it should be tempered laminated, not just laminated. There's. And there's 
There's in different DLC. layers. Uh, tunes. There's, yeah. there's, there's different types of what they call ballistic glass, different levels. Right. So like okay. one will stop a nine millimeter bullet, but others will stop a rocket. Yeah. So it depends what the level is. But they don't call it bulletproof. They call it bullet resistant. Right. Bullet resistant, but the right. real term is ballistic. Right. Ballistic right. class. If they call yep. it bulletproof and the bullet goes through it. Yeah. You know. <laughs> that, there's your proof. If you're using sentry glass as your inner layer, it ain't going through it. Yeah. Sentry glass plus. Oh, no. That's, yeah. That stuff is. On so the sentry glass note, is everyone, uh, uh, anyone doing downtown or outside railings where you have to have sentry layer in your yeah. exterior railings yes. by city codes? Yes. In California, you, if there's no top rail, yeah, you have to, but nobody's enforcing it yet. Yeah. Why? If that's the code, why are they not enforcing it? Isn't that their job? Isn't that the inspector or do they not know the difference? They don't know. Yeah. All the I mean, I, I used it. Yeah. But if they say if you have a top, you know, a top railing or a top cap, you don't have to use the. Right. 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 In Austin, one of the W at the W Hotel, um, they like all started like spontaneously busting and tempered like went everywhere. So then they made it like a, a citywide law, at least in travel or county law, um, to where any exterior railing um, had to have sentry layers and and be tempered. And they called for sentry layers plus specifically um in the code so that was uh, quite the update a few years ago so then when you go to bid railing jobs these days you're getting bid by guys that are putting half inch tippered in their bids um yeah. and then your people are trying to compare apples to oranges you know and just uh trying to educate them on that it's been kind of a nightmare so chance that's exactly why i brought up the whole tempering logo thing uh we just got a job from a hotel because we got underbid by somebody and I asked them who their, their uh, tempering facility was. And the architect went back to it and found out that it did not meet the ANSI code. And now the architect is on the line because that's what he's specking, right? So yeah. this guy, uh, we, we told him to bring in um, not only shop drawings, but to do a model. And then they tested it and they saw that it, it did not meet this uh, safety codes that he specified. Good for you, man. Way to follow up. Did you end up getting the job? Yeah, we got it just because of that. And the guy knew that he was dealing with somebody and knew what they were talking about. There you oh, yeah. go, man. Absolutely. Yeah, see, what happens, these architects, they send it out to the contractors. Contractors bid it. And believe me, they're not reading all that. They're just sending it out to all the local glass shops to bid it. They don't know the difference. They really don't. A lot of the guys in the glass industry don't know the difference. Yeah. Well, we did a house here in Carmel and we used all the sentry glass in the railing. And we blew one up by accident. We brought it back to the shop. I had to actually break, take a hammer to glass to bend it to throw it in the dumpster. Just, oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, that stuff, stuff doesn't go anyplace. Stuff is great. It's amazing. It's amazing. From a commercial uh, project, but a similar architect contractor experience. So, this is a Hensel Phelps job. So, Hensel Phelps does like $4 billion a year, right? Huge contractor. One of my largest jobs I landed when I first got back into the industry. And um, I did my, I didn't do it per spec in my, in my submittals. So, but I did my submittals and I said, hey, I'm using 
this product instead of this product, this product instead of this product. And then they, I got awarded the job, right? And then architect drew off, everyone accepted, approved my submittals. Um, and then moving forward, I order all the product um, and then product all comes in and we're building frame, going and installing. And they tell me, whoa, 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 what is this? What is this? And they hold up the whole job. Um, and I said, well, this is my submittals. And they were like, no, like we call for this product, um, this, that, and the other. And they will, I had to go pay for that. And then they tried to like sue me because I refused to go pay for the new stuff. And then I ended up biting the bullet and I lost tons of money because they had like all Von Duprin doors and all this high-end stuff that they wanted me to pick up and cover. Um, it ended up being a horrible nightmare. Anyone had something like that where they sign submittals, sign off, that's the whole purpose of them, correct? Um, whether it's an architectural residential job or commercial, but um, I was newer back in the industry, didn't really have any uh, supervision or help. So I ended up just eating it. And like, I mean, it cost me hundreds of thousands of dollars. It was a huge um, job. So anyone ever had- Well, I it? thought if the architect signed off on it, you're golden. I would have, yeah, I would have assumed. And then I said I was going to get my lawyers involved and they said that gladly, we could gladly do that. They'll get their lawyers involved. And it's like little old me versus big old them. And I, so I just like, I don't want to ruin my name. And this is before I partnered with Brandon and got into the shower door thing more. I was really pushing towards a commercial business more than I was shower doors back then. Um, yeah, yeah, that's the thing about commercial. It's like, there's, you know, there's a big opportunity, you know, but then there's a lot of liability too. Dude, they stomped me like a cockroach. <laughs> I've never, I've never heard of that. I mean, I've never heard of like, I mean, I thought once the architect signed off on it, that was, he's, he's the guy, right? Yep. Yep. And they're a huge firm too. Even the architectural firm was super large, you know, it wasn't like a one-off one-man kind of operation so now, did I, you, I think did they you, just beat you up for your inexperience I, i'm honest about that you had a submittal uh yeah. you should have been totally covered on that yeah i think so too yeah. i mean did yeah did you go to the architect and um oh i mean I, yeah i fought it like hey i didn't have the money like it it, it was one of those yeah. things where like i mean it was a seven-figure job um and i had already bought all the materials they wanted me to buy all this new materials like i was good on my stick stuff but all my door materials were wrong I had to have like all this uh, fire rated interior glass and it was for a gym. And I was like, well, I specced it with quarter inch clear plate. Like I said, I wasn't going to do that. Like, um, and it was all just like me being too ambitious um, as a young man, like going after the whales and um, getting a little in over my head. Um, yeah. When I first took over my uncle's company, we're a 35 year old company. And he told me, I, I went to him, I was like, you know, what do I got to do to like, what, what do I got to do to grow this thing? You know, like, um, and he says anything, but I auto and drinking glasses. And I can remember him saying it and where he was sitting. And I'm like, all right, cool. Well, I'm going to go build commercial. Um, and I went and built a list of the biggest commercial players in town. And I attacked and went after them and landed a bunch of good meetings and ended up getting some big contracts. But once I landed the jobs, I bid, he helped me bid the jobs. And once I landed them, I'm like, all right, hey, I landed these. What's next? Help me out. And like, we weren't big enough to even have project managers back then. He's like, you know, I don't fucking know. Figure it out. And then like, <laughs> just like threw me to the wolves, man. Um, yeah. And then so that was my that was my jump back into the glass business after wow. ten years of being out of it. But I think architects are allowed so many mistakes per page too. <laughs> Somebody told me that at one time. 
and you guys yeah. catch them. <laughs> yeah, it all, it almost sounds like they set you up, you know, like like oh hey, look at how low this guy's bid is, you know. Um, well, did what did he miss something? They looked through and they saw what you did, and they're like, well, let's just give it to him. And then you know, it's almost sounds like a setup. And then after you're in the middle of it, we can go back and make him do all the original stuff at the price he bid it. Yeah, we did a, a parking structure on the Salinas, and it had an elevator shaft with a curtain wall on it. And the curtain wall, I mean, the shaft was separated from the building, and it was supposed to have an expansion joint in there. And the, the guy was running the job, he goes, how am I supposed to put, it at, put that in? I said, you know, architects are good at drawing things. They don't know how to, how you're supposed to do it. You know? It's like drawing cartoons, man. I mean, Anybody anything can works draw in two stuff, dimensions. But you go out and draw <laughs> and do it. It's impossible. You know? I'll tell you, I'll, I'll take an architect over an interior designer when it comes to all that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. Interior desecrators, not designers. Desecrators. Love it. Yeah. Right on. Good talk, guys. Yeah. Well, that was interesting. Everybody have a good Mother's Day? It was awesome. <laughs> there you go. I miss yeah. my mom. She's with Jesus now. Yeah? yeah? Yeah. You have any children now? I've got grandchildren. You got grandchildren. All right. So yeah, there's some my, mothers out there. Yeah, yeah. My daughter's awesome. I mean, she's just incredible. And uh, we had a long talk on Mother's Day, which was fantastic. Because she uh, she's in Kansas, she's in oh, Wichita, wow. Kansas, so pretty far away from me. But um, but yeah, her her oldest boy, she's got three boys. Her oldest one just like turned fourteen the other day. Nice. Yeah. So. Nice. Grandpa, big time. Big time. Craig, did you treat your wife good for the weekend? Yeah, except for all this talk about interior designers, she's she wouldn't hit. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Be careful what you guys are saying out there. You yeah. never know who's listening. Greg, get headphones. Get headphones. Oh, yeah. oh my god! Right, that's why I do it. <laughs> yeah, my my AirPods are in the other room. <laughs> it could be the best referral business, and if you have a great relationship and work hand in hand from the beginning with them, but. Whenever it's like a new design and they're coming in, I get like, it. I want it well, to be this. Yeah. Trust me, we got one that, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she's our she's she's probably a third of our shower business, so um, yeah. we're okay. And my shower, my shower showrooms and her showroom. So I just try to. I'm more of a ladies' man than that, so I'm trying to dig myself out of this hole I dug myself into. I, I see what you're doing, Chance. I yeah. got you. <laughs> setting a good example for the guys here right all right guys we'll see you till next week all right man thanks for showing up bill good talking man take care bye-bye good night everyone i'm gonna go eat right, some sounds good man see you next yeah, week I'm going to bed. it's 9 30 man bye. dude clock behind you says it's quarter to seven yeah that thing doesn't move <laughs> it's right twice a day right twice a day <laughs> all right man all right, Craig, good seeing you, my brother. See you guys. Take it easy. Hey, this is Chris Phillips, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. You may want to join the Shower Door Professionals group on Facebook. Just go to Facebook and search for Shower Door Pros, and you'll find us. I look forward to seeing you.